0: And welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau, Janet Atkinson here with you. And we are joined once again by Sarah Wyatt. Sarah is the owner and editor of AgriPulse, of course, an online publication that has all the to-dos do, to around Washington, D.C., or the to-don'ts sometimes is the case, I think, too, Sarah. So, uh, <laughs> and that's been kind of the case over the last couple of months. You and I chatted just prior to the final speaker of the House vote, where they had had several already. But that last one, I guess, after we finally did go ahead and do our podcast, they finally uh, put the pen to paper and did make a selection.
1: Yeah, Janet, it's just been a whirlwind of activity trying to figure out who could actually unite the GOP caucus in the House. And as you know, there are a lot of different elements of interests that our representatives are following, and some just would not accept... Um, any of the candidates that kept surfacing and so finally they coalesced around mike johnson from louisiana um not really a household name to a lot of folks but uh those who do know him say he's a you know quiet and focused uh very religious uh a man of his word um a a man who um is liked by farm interests in his state even though he hasn't been of course very active with any direct farm bill interests so the uh The course, uh, I think, ahead is obviously going to be a lot better now that there is a speaker. But even before we get to some things like Farm Bill and and other big legislative packages, we still have a funding issue to overcome. And November 17th is when the current uh, funding expires. And so um, Mr. Johnson
0: has a lot of big things on his plate. It sounds like, of course, the funding is going to be the first top priority. But he has put in a lot of uh, put a lot of words towards the farm bill and talked very positive about it. But it also sounds like a lot of folks don't think that's quite going to come to fruition before the end. Well, meeting. he he said
1: in his first letter to his caucus that one of the things he wanted to make sure what to do was to move uh, independent appropriations bills and to get a farm bill in December. Since that time, of course, all of the four leaders of the House and Senate Ag Committees, Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow from the Senate Ag Committee and ranking member John Bozeman, as well as G.T. Thompson on the House Ag side and David Scott have all said, you know, maybe we should get an extension because it's really unlikely, given the limited number of legislative days yet to in this year, that they can actually move an entire farm bill. Nobody wants to wait a full year, but they all think that it should be done so we can give farmers some certainty going into January and February of what their policy options would be.
0: Does uh, Congressman Johnson, does he have a background of supporting the farm bill?
1: Yes, he's uh, he's been a supporter in the past. And, uh, you know, there were a few of the speaker candidates who had never voted for a farm bill. So that is uh, relatively good news for folks. Um, and again, he has producers in his district in Louisiana that have been very supportive of him uh, and represent farm interests.
0: Now, if they do go with an extension, this wouldn't be the first time that, of course, an extension has been done on the farm bill. But would there be any downsides to doing an extension that's then going to expire, I assume, September, uh, the end of September 2024, you know, and then you come up on the election season?
1: Yeah, well, you nailed it. That's the biggest downside. We're already in election mode for a lot of these members. And so the closer you get to the uh, presidential election and and all the uh, congressional elections, it's just going to be that much more difficult to get anything done. The sweet spot for a lot of folks is to move a farm bill a new farm bill in the spring of 2024 and if it goes past the spring then kind of all bets are off and it's you are probably looking at 2025.
0: well sarah what are you hearing as far as from uh, the different commodity groups and other players in washington dc whenever it comes to the legislation you know jenna it's just like that old story of oh why do
1: bank robbers rob banks that's where the money is and so when you look at a farm bill People look at where the money is and then where they'd like it to be. Um, in this case, it's going to be our first $1.5 trillion with a TE farm bill. And um, the majority of that funding is for uh, food aid assistance, uh, often called food stamps, but it's technically the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. And so people look at that and they go, well, gosh, couldn't we tighten up some of those funds or couldn't we take some of the 18 billion and Inflation Reduction Act funds that are targeted towards conservation and move them to pump up reference prices or change planted base? Um, So there's a lot of moving parts. And what I hear from commodity groups is where are we going to find the money and where can we agree to move the money? And that's really at the heart of the debate right now.
0: And Sarah, as we get to a part where we're starting to wind down 2023, uh, what else is on your radar as far as D.C. and politics is concerned?
1: Well, one of the big things, of course, is uh, trying to figure out the, the government funded and whether even the ag appropriations bill, the one that funds USDA and FDA and others, uh, can get moved because it was already voted down once in the House. Um, so there'll be... a, a, a Really, a controversy over that continuing, I believe. But then, of course, we're also looking at what's going to be coming out of USDA in terms of any new regulations. And one of the most problematic, I think, is going to be coming from EPA as we look at restrictions on crop protection chemicals that can be applied in areas where there are endangered species. And this is something that could idle millions of acres of farmland if it's not out in a way that's workable for farmers and ranchers
0: and sarah before we wrap things up of course there's been a lot of other things taking place globally uh we still have the 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 war taking place in israel we also have uh ukraine which has kind of taken a back burner seat now it seems like with uh everything else going on is that do you feel like that's also having a ripple effect through any progress at hand at all Well, uh, you know, these conflicts are just so
1: sickening to the, you know, the common person that can imagine uh, the horrific acts that have taken place. Um, And they do wear on not only the president, but uh, legislative bodies as they try to figure out, for example, in the House, uh, there was an eagerness to move and aid package for Israel, but it was going to be a standalone aid package, and it's going to be funded by a rescission of of funding for IRS agents. On the Senate side, there's a real desire to move a combined aid package that funds Israel, Ukraine, and other areas. And so that's another debate that will be ongoing as we move into the next few weeks.
0: And Sarah, now that we are already in November, you and I, we're actually going to see each other in a couple of days with the National Association Farm Broadcasting Annual Meeting taking place in Kansas City. So get to converse in person. But prior to that, of course, last week, you spent some time in Washington, D.C. itself. Uh, catching up with some folks.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of folks who are doing really good work. The committee staffs are working hard. The members are having positive sessions on the farm bill. And we had great discussions with Chairwoman Stabenow about all the things that she had to do in her last term as a senator. And so, you know, you can feel that there's this goodwill of people who really want to get a bill moved. It's just the devil, as as always, Janet, is in the details
0: absolutely well sarah thank you very much for taking the time to to play catch up with us now that we actually have a speaker of the house and you know things hopefully can start progressing or at least uh, more so than they were for the prior few weeks to the speaker being elected again we've been talking with sarah Wyatt. sarah is the owner and editor of agripulse of course an online publication sarah if folks wanted to learn more about you guys and look you up how could they find you
1: just go online and type in www.agri. hyphen P-U-L-S-E dot com, go to the top and you can get a free trial, take us for a ride for a month and uh, see what you can learn and and what you might enjoy.
0: And of course, we'll also see you at our annual meeting at the Lake of the Ozarks uh, in early December as well. Sarah Wyatt joining us here for this week's Dinging In with Missouri Farm Bureau.